to the most terrifying 40 minutes that your heirs will ever experience in their lifetime. Welcome back to the reason that we have been abandoned by all that is holy. Welcome back to the epicenter of fear. For in this episode, you will delve deeper into your crevices. Into the crevices of your mind, I mean than has ever been delved before. And sometimes you will hear farts. Beautiful. Hello, everybody. My name is what? I think you know. My name is Sheldon March. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of the Halloween special of Wild. It's really good to be here. I'm feeling really shaken up right now. I'm feeling shaky. I'm feeling mental. And it's because of three reasons. Number one, that was without a doubt the worst intro I've ever done. But it's because I've just had a massive cup of coffee. Number two, because I've just started filming prank phone calls and my blood is still shaking. The first of which you will hear tonight. And number three, this is going to be one of the best episodes of Wild, if not the best, that has ever uh, existed. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is so good to be a happy Halloween, happy spooky season, happy freaky time. It's officially Halloween. It's Friday, the 27th of October, 2023. Is it Halloween? When is Halloween? 31st of October or something? What, so Halloween is on a Tuesday? The only person who celebrates who celebrates Halloween for real is like fucking Marilyn Manson, bro. Do you remember when you were a kid and there was that, that rumor going around that Marilyn Manson had his bottom rib removed so he could suck his own dick? I got told that as a kid and it scared the hell out of me. I was like, why would he do that? Ugh. And then I think the first time I ever saw him just freaked me out. Madman, that guy. Sorry, I've got one of my cats who's obviously begging to come in. But too little too late, sisters. You had your turn. It's very good to be here. As you can hear, I have a prank call to share with everybody. Now, let's just put things into perspective here. I'll probably play it halfway through. I'm not going to play it immediately. But... It is the first official one. Gave it a crack. It was really good. Well, when I say it was really good, I had a lot of fun doing it. I laughed. So give it a listen. Let me know what you think. But besides that, we've got a jam-packed show ready for you to consume. How is everyone? How is all the homies 
doing. I hope you have all had a fantastic week. I've had a good week. I've been very busy re-watching No Country for Old Men. Probably the fourth time I've watched that movie. Have you ever seen it? It is so good. Something that my friend Daniel told me that I didn't know about is that there's no music in that movie. Did you know? Do you even know what movie it is? Did you know, actually, while we're talking about scary and spooky shit, that the character of Anton Chigurh was voted by psychiatrists and psychologists to be the most accurate portrayal and presentation of a psychopathic killer on film. How freaky. Hey, dude beat out like Hannibal Lecter and all of those bad boys. Anyway, we've got a very fun session planned. I thought it would be worthwhile to kind of kick things off in a bit of a humorous mood. And then we'll kind of go back down into the scarier stuff, right? But you know what's more scary than anything? Is when you put a lot of work into something and it doesn't pay off. For some reason, I've got a weird feeling that my camera's not recording. Give me a second. In the meantime, here is some delicious background music. Beep, 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 beep. It's all good, it's all recording. Dip, 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 dip. Dude, I've always thought that amusement parks are like the perfect spots for scary movies and spooky things, right? I, that's why I thought that the beginning of It 2 was really, really good. Totally spooked the hell out of me. What a good movie and a good series that was. It like took over the world, didn't it? And I thought that was gonna make Bill Skarsgård a superstar, but it just didn't, nobody cared. He really just came and went, didn't he? Weird family that. Did you know that like all his brothers are famous? Like mega famous. They're all just these like Swedish multi-millionaires or fin Finnish, I don't know. Anyway, so I've got a few things I wanted to chat about. Let's start with the fun one. I wanted to tell you all the story of the best prank that was ever pulled on your boy. Now me, I love pranks. Pranks are good. Pranks are fun. Pranks are funny. I think I've got very good taste in pranks. You know, I don't do anything that would get you irreversible damage in that sense. I do things like, I used to do this all the time. Get a Gumtree ad, right? Gumtree is like, how can I explain it? OLX, Gumtree, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. Use that as an example. You put up a little ad that said, and this is true, this is what I've done. I did this with a friend of mine by the name of Jean-Claude. I put up his cell phone number for this. <clears throat> put up a photo of a PlayStation 4. So this was years ago when the PS4 had just come out and everybody wanted one and it was in super high demand. Not as high demand as the PS5. Can you believe that it took two years for those to become accessible? I just don't want to get one just because of how, how annoyed I am. You know, I probably will you know, eventually. Anyway, so years ago, put up an ad for a PS4. And the key to this is you have to make it relatively believable. So let's say the PS4 was selling for $600, right? You can put it up for 20 bucks, but then everybody's gonna know it's fake. So instead what you do is you put it up for 150 bucks and you go, PS4, emergency sale, $150, 
The reason for selling is I'm immigrating. I need this gone today or tomorrow. First come, first serve. You put his phone number and you go, only phone calls so I know you're serious. <laughs> I did that. And Jean-Claude, what a name as well, Jean-Claude. He ended up getting about 400, 500 phone calls in the space of two hours. He said that he wouldn't be able to put his phone, he wouldn't be able to use his phone because the second he would reject, he would reject it, somebody else would call. Absolutely brilliant that, right? But think about it. That's not gonna harm anybody, right? It's a day of annoyance. It's a day of not being really able to use your phone. And then I take the ad down and everything goes back to normal. And people have tried to pull pranks on me. I'm by no means the master pranker or the master debater. <clears throat> Uh, sorry, I just mean in terms of, you know, conversing with people and fighting off my point. I don't know why that came out so gross. But I'm by no means a master prankster. But I think, uh, you know, maybe it's kind of hard to prank me, bro. Maybe no, people just don't really give a shit, which is probably the most, the most logical explanation. I just don't have enough friends. Or I just have friends that just really wouldn't put in the effort. But somebody pranked me once that was so astronomically amazing that... It blew my brain. Let me take you back. It was my second year of university. Film university. You know how film university is. A bunch of creatives in the same room, in the same space, working towards the same goal. Very fun time. We were shooting a movie by the name of Eleven. Pretty interesting film. Very fun. We had to shoot it in a big, big public park. Huge it was. It wasn't very accessible. It had a lot of no-go areas. And the area was known to be a hotspot for Satan worshipping. We had heard about this and we thought it would give a good, scary atmosphere to the place. <clears throat> so how it would work is when you're in second year of university, you get one day to scout and then you get one day to actually shoot. You know, you'd scout on the Saturday, make sure everything's ready, pick out your locations, and you've got two days to just come back and plan everything in terms of the last details, and then two days later you go, you're there early in the morning, you start shooting. So we arrive on the scout day, we're walking around, we're in the public spaces, and it's pretty interesting, but we see a set of woods back there, and we think, that's something. What's back there? And we get through all these fences and it says, nobody is allowed here. Do not trespass, whatever it might be. And we're walking through and eventually we get to this really thick vegetative area with tons of, tons of forestation around it. And we walk through into this circle, this open circle, probably the size of a roundabout. You know, with big trees around it, but very secluded. And right in the middle, right in the middle, is ash. Loads of ash. Pieces of sticks, ash, hair, and a book. A book that's slowly been burnt, page by page. And we get closer and everybody's kind of freaked out, right? And we look at this book and nobody wants to touch it. 
Now I think I'm Billy Big Bollocks, right? So I take the book on its side and I pick it up and I read it and it says Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. And I'm realizing this is some description or explanation or how-to guide when it comes to Satan worshipping. And I put the book down and I'm freaked out, right? Now, just so you know, this was not set up by anybody. I know that I've alluded to this being a prank, but this is not the prank. This was a genuine remnant of a Satan worshipping site that I had touched. And we were all pretty freaked out. And we, we said, listen, let's not do this. Let's not shoot here. There's a bunch of other places for us to shoot. We'll just go there. Everybody was in agreement. Let's not scratch where it doesn't itch. And we left. I didn't like the idea that I touched this book. So I prayed. I prayed and I said, dear Lord, please, with what I've just done, let there be no repercussions. Let nothing follow me home. And I was worried that there was going to be a, a demon clinging to the top of my car. Looney Tune style. You know, and I was like, I don't want a demon following me home, bro. Like, I can barely afford rent, uh, you know. I'm not going to have somebody else move in. He's not going to pay anything except hell cash. Sorry, dude, my landlord doesn't accept hell cash. Or souls. Anyway, so we carry on for the... We carry on prepping, and we carry on scouting, and we go home. That very night, I have the worst nightmare I've ever had in my whole life. No jokes. I have this nightmare that my soul is being ripped out of my body. And I'm normally a pretty light sleeper. And I wake up, not a word of a lie, I wake up to a knock at my bedroom door. Just closed because I have my cat sleeping with me and I normally like her to be by me. And I wake up right after having this dream. And I'm, 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 I'm terrified. I can't stop thinking about it. Maybe it was just in my head. But I heard that knock. It's what woke me up. So I jump up. And I open it. And there's nobody there. Obviously. My mom's in her room fast asleep. Her door's even closed. I go back to bed and I couldn't really sleep. I felt really scared. I go to school the next day. The next day is Thursday. I tell a few people about this. And I go, I hope I didn't do anything stupid. Everybody's like, nah, you'll be fine. And then we're doing our last minute stuff because we're shooting tomorrow. The next morning we arrive on set. We shoot one or two scenes on this side of the forest and we go back to that side, the scary side, where we saw what we saw. And we get in and I just thought to myself, I wonder if that stuff's still there or if anything's been added to it, you know. We walk up to it. We're walking around it, really. Pop the stuff down. We're waiting for some people and I just slip through. And I see that there's something, there's a few extra extra things like a doll's arm, like a baby doll's arm, you know, and like fake plastic hair, which is obviously really freaky. And I'm like, dude, what the hell is this? Anyway, so I walk closer and the book is still there. And the book is still on the same page that it was. 
the front of the book in the first few pages, the first 60 or 70 pages had been ripped out and burnt. So they're obviously doing it piece by piece and they were on page 70, whatever it would have been. And I look at this book and right at the top, written in pen, is Sheldon March, my name. For the first time in my life, I look down at this book and for the first time in my life, my spine went completely cold from fear. I was terrified. I looked at this book and my first assumption was, these are Satan worshippers who knew that I was here, who knew that I touched this book. They got information from the devil and they're putting some sort of curse on me. And I go back, I'm stepping back and I'm like, <laughs> maybe I didn't make those noises. It's been a little bit dramatic, but just bear with me. And some people from the crew that we're with sees me and they're like, yo, Sheldon, what's up, dude? Are you okay? And I look towards my crew of about 25 people. I look at them and I go, I can't do this. I can't shoot today. And they go, what do you mean? We've been planning this for three, four months. Like we've, we've literally just found this location. We got so lucky. And I go, I can't shoot this. I have to go home. I have to go to church. And all at once, they completely burst out laughing. And what was it? It was one of the dudes. What was his name? Kumani or something. Was it Kumani? I don't know. That fucker had, after we finished on that first day, he had written my name in pen in that damn book. I was still really pissed off that he did that because I didn't want my name. Because, dude, my full name is there now. These Satan worshippers just need to come back and go, Sheldon March, Facebook. You think Satanists don't use Facebook, bro? Anyway. And as soon as I found out that it was a prank, I thought to myself, that is the best the absolute best prank that has ever been played on me. It was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. Scared the hell out of me. Scared the shit out of me. You know, I believe in that sort of stuff. We live in a very scary and a very spiritual world. You know? I think that's why I resonated with the Conjuring movie so much. Is because of the fact that, you know... Right in the beginning of the first one, or at the end of the first one, Lorraine Warren says, there is a God and there is a devil. And there's a constant battle between the two, but it's in a, a hidden space. So we think it doesn't exist, but it is real. And one day we will go where we spend most of our times. Oof. Very scary, okay? I'm sorry if I'm making this episode a little bit dark, a little bit spooky looky, but I mean, come on. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Don't you stop recording on me, bro. Alrighty. So, what I thought would be worthwhile, right, is let's kind of go down some spooky tales. Let's go down some terrifying avenues and some terrifying stories, right? I have found 
some ghost stories. And I thought, you know what? Let's just read one, right? We've got three. We've got the ghost of La Parva Ski Resort. Was it people or was it aliens? And then we've got the ghost of Oxford Milford Road. I'm going to do an American spooky accent while we talk this, <laughs> while we talk this, while we do this, okay? Okay, first one. You know what I'm going to do? Let's do this one. The ghost of La Parva Ski Resort. Maybe I do it in Colombian because it's scary, it's spooky, no? And we want to go far and we want to go far away. The beautiful country of Colombia. I think this is in Colombia. I don't know, but we'll try. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do an American one because it's just going to sound a lot more digestible. Are you ready? Let's sit down for a spooky's tale because we got some stuff to talk about. The ghost of La Parva Ski Resort. Throughout Latin America, you'll hear variations of the story of La Llorona, or the Wailing Woman. Sometimes she's lost her husband, sometimes she's lost her children, and sometimes it's both. But in La Parva, a ski spot in the Chilean Andes, the Wailing Woman is named Lola, and everyone in the area swears they knew her before she died. A local restaurant owner said he dated her, pro skier Drew Tapke says, adding that the ski patroller he heard the story from pointed at the exact hut where this tale takes place. The story starts on a nice day in peak ski season. Lola and her young son plan to spend the day on the slopes. As can happen in the Andes, a thick fog rose up from the valley which often precedes the arrival of a real storm. The clouds enveloped the two as they were making their way down from the top of the mountain, and they lost contact with one another, Tapke says. Desperate to find her son, Lola began screaming his name as she ran through the thick fog. Unable to see clearly, though, she stumbled down a steep slope and began sliding towards a rocky calor. By chance, a local lift operator who was returning to his cabin came across her body. He was afraid she was dead, but on closer inspection, he found she was still alive, but just barely. Her body was recovered with lacerations from shark, sharp rocks, shark teeth. And the only word she says, she said in the faintest whisper, was her son's name. The lift operator worked to carefully pull her body to his cabin, which was just up the hill. He bandaged her cuts as best he could and then ran back to fetch the doctor. Together, the doctor and lift operator made their way back to his hut, the fog hanging thickly in the air. When they arrived, though, the bed was empty. Just the bloody sheets remained. Neither the woman nor her son were ever found or seen again, Tapke says. But locals report hearing her wail for her child whenever they're near that lift operator's cabin. And here's the thing. Tabke does not believe in ghosts. Something, however, changes when he arrives in Chile each winter. Maybe it's the fact that from La Parva, you can see up to Correlo, El Plomo. 
an Incan child sacrifice site. Maybe it's because Tabki has simply read so many magical realism books by authors like Juan Rafaldo and Gabriel Garcia Marquinez. As if that needed to be included. But sitting alone in his cabin in the Andes, with the wind whipping and the candles flickering, he swears that every now and then he just can't tell if what he's hearing is a woman or the wind. <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? That was just written by a guy, bro. That was just written by a guy. A guy who thinks that uh, creative writing is going to scare me. It's going to take a lot more than that to scare me, bro. You know what? Because I'm hard. I'm hard. You can tell I'm hard. Punch him in the head. Bro, if I had to see a ghost, you know what I'd do to that ghost? I'd kick that... I'd break that ghost's ghost nose. I'll spit on that ghost. I'll go, hey, ghost. Get out. Get out right now. You found your way and you're finding your way out. I'm busy watching YouTube. I'm busy watching people on the internet who's tricking with those online scammers who try and get gift cards from old people. I'm busy watching something, bro. So you can get the fuck out. Do you know what this ghost will do? He'll go, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll go, no, don't be sorry. Just get out. At least that ha that's how it happens in my head. Okay. Now we're going to take a quick break. Okay. I am at least. You're not. You stay sat where you are. I want to play you the prank call that I just did. I tried it twice. The first one's not so good because it went through to like a call center in the Philippines, which just, it's, it doesn't hit as hard as you can imagine, right? So I'm going to play you the prank phone call right now. Enjoy. Hi there, Kessa. Uh, my name's Jamie. How you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. So I'm in a bit of a pickle at the moment. Who can I talk to you about an issue with my room? So, I'd be happy to wait. It's just, it's a little bit of an emergency. I can't seem to get out of my room. I'm I'm absolutely sure that my room has a ghost in it. And he won't let me leave. I will transfer you through to someone who should be able to help. What room are you in? 312. Please. It's honestly getting a bit much. Like, can you hear him? Like, listen to this. Like, like I, I'm, I'm, all right. Uh, he's just, he's in front of the door and he's not letting me go. And I, like, I'm supposed to have dinner tonight with my wife and I can't get out of the room. <laughs> Do you have anybody there that can help by any chance? Do you have anybody that can help? Um, probably not anyone on site. We're off site, so we're in a work call centre. Um, so I don't know how helpful I can be. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, that's all right. I'll just um, I'll just try and make friends with it until tomorrow morning. What nine a.m. they open? All right, I'll just, I don't know, maybe you like solitaire or something. Uh, thank you, though. I do appreciate it. <laughs> no worries, okay. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye. That ghost is fucking trash. Get that ghost the fuck off there, Louise. What did you think? Was it all right? Was it good? Well, I don't know. There's going to be a lot more where that comes from, so good luck. See how those goes. Okay, whatever. We are now going to go onto some more personalized stuff, right? Because, yeah, I was actually going to read three ghost stories. Fuck that. Bro, that was just creative writing, dude. I don't know, maybe I told it good, though. Did I do good? Did I do good about it? Did I do good? Okay, I've got two more things that I wanted to discuss. The first is my favorite horror movies of all time. Now, I'm not going to go super in-depth because, to be honest, there's nothing more boring than just a dude telling you, actually, we all know that the best horror movie of all time is The Evil Dead with Sam Raimi made in 1977. The practical facts are just so far superior more than anything else has ever been made today. CGI just can't come close to VFX. Not that sort of guy. But what do I like? Let's think about what movies I enjoy when people cut open their own faces. I love Saw. I think Saw was a fantastic franchise. The first few. Oh, do you remember those days? The first few. Incredibly interesting. Loved it. All that. <laughs> All that traps and those ideas and those thoughts about how can we mess with the with the, the body, right? I think I even thought about, ooh, if I was going to make the next, so what would I make? I don't remember anything. I probably didn't, probably wasn't any, anything cool. But I'll tell you what my all-time favorite horror movie is. <clears throat> Hostel. Oof. Talk about a series. Directed by Eli Roth, released in 2005. My mom went to go see that movie with her then ex-husband. And I remember they came back and they said, they just watched the worst movie they, they left halfway through. And I said, well, what did you see? She said, Hostel. So I said, oh, I've never heard of this. I was only 10 or something. And she goes, well, you're never watching it. So it doesn't matter. And then, you know, you'd go to the movies every now and then. And I remember we, we probably went to the movies quite soon after that. And we saw... The, well, I saw the the poster for the first horror for the first Hostel movie. Dude, the poster was so wild. I mean, look at this. Absolutely terrifying. You know, and I ended up seeing the first one after a while, and to be honest, it was incredible. It, it's 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 it, to me, it's the best horror movie that's ever been made because it's so captivating. The idea that this group of guys go on this adventure in the hopes of finding this sexual adventure in this faraway Eastern European country with beautiful, untouched women, as they say. They're all perfect tens, you know, and they go crazy over every American man they see because they only see them once every 30 years. And then they get there. And instead, they lure it into a trap. 
of an elite hunting group that likes to torture people for fun. And you see the seedy underbelly of millionaires. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It paints this really terrifying picture of Eastern Europe. It makes the world seem so large with so many different avenues of fear and of danger. So I ended up seeing the first movie after a while. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I thought that one of the ladies in the movie was really pretty too as well. Actually, those first two girls, you know, who actually capture them. I had a huge crush on them when I was younger. But then it kind of gets to the gross bits, right? Where he then goes to this factory to try and save his friend. And then he starts seeing these yuckos. Eh, super gross. And the second one as well amazing you know kind of takes it a step further sort of looks at the bigger picture of how do these organizations operate how far do they reach is it just this tiny factory in the middle of nowhere in eastern europe or is this a bigger thing and it's like oh my gosh it's a bigger thing it's actually well orchestrated it's organized you know they'll bid on you using your passport that's just put in when you've gone uh, gonna check into a hostel absolutely incredible but you know what i thought would be cool is talking to you about the mess the absolute mess that the first movie made when it came to tourism now i'm gonna have to just explain it a little bit all right the movie was shot in a faraway place, okay? I don't even know where, but I'll have to just do some research. Well, I'm gonna read it to you now anyway. So I remember reading about the trivia when it comes to this movie, and it is so interesting that I thought to myself, I would be insane to not read some of these to you, okay? We've, if you haven't seen Hostel, go watch it, dude. Honestly, what am I, your mother? Okay, listen to some of the trivia portions of this movie. I don't know if my microphone's too close today. So it was filmed in Prague, by the way. The interior of the slaughterhouse was filmed at a functioning mental hospital in Prague built in 1910 in a wing that had been closed for over 50 years. Building 10, where many of the scenes were filmed, was where the craziest patients were taken. The basement was so creepy that Eli Roth had a string quartet playing classical music to make it feel cozier while shooting. How cool. Listen to this. Eli Roth initially wanted to do a documentary on the subject of the murder vacation. However, as he was doing research, he found it almost impossible to get into contact with people involved in such businesses. And he felt that he could put himself in major danger for asking around. So he decided to use the subject for a fiction film instead. Ooh. Eli Roth asked the president of Iceland for an official pardon for making Icelanders look like drunken sex maniacs with the character of Ollie. The president laughed and gave Roth the pardon saying it represented a side of Icelanders not shown in films. 
Roth also issued a formal apology to the Icelandic Minister of Culture for all the damage hostile makeup may have caused to Iceland's reputation. Let's, uh... There was one portion, right, where it kind of talks about... Here we go. This is what I wanted to show you. The film's release was accompanied by strong complaints from Slovakia and the Czech Republic. Slovak and Czech officials were both disgusted and outraged by the film's portrayal of their countries as underdeveloped, poor, and uncultured lands suffering from high criminality, war, and prostitution. Fearing it would damage the good reputation of Slovakia and make foreigners feel that it was a dangerous place to be. The tourist board of Slovakia invited Roth on an all-expenses-paid trip to their country so he could see that it's not made up of rundown factories, ghettos, and kids who kill for bubblegum. <laughs> Thomas Galvabi, a Slovak member of the parliament from the Slovak Democratic and Christian Union Democratic Party, geez, commented, I am offended by this film. I think that all Slovaks should feel offended. Defending himself, writer-director Eli Roth said that the film was not meant to be offensive, arguing, Americans do not even know that this country exists. My film is not a geographical work, but aims to show Americans' ignorance of the world around them. Now, you know that's exactly what happened with Borat. He completely abolished so much potential tourism to Kazakhstan because of that fucking character, dude. This is true. He made people think that Kazakhstan was this backward shithole that had nothing to offer the world except prostitutes. I swear to you, that is what he said. And he had to issue a formal apology, same thing, to the Kazakhstanian government or tourism board to apologize for the Borat film. Can you believe how much influence some of those things have? Okay, everybody, it's time. It's time for something that I've been looking forward to for a really long time now. I thought that if we could have a bit of a discussion around the ghost and the paranormal, how much fun would that be? And you know, you know, you go on these websites and it's all like moderated by like one person, right? It's all just like a writer. But what about subreddits? I only recently found out about these, so I haven't had a look at them, but I thought how effective would it be if we go and we look at the top posts of all time on ghosts and paranormal. Let's start at paranormal first, because that probably is gonna be like the most one about, I don't know, lizard people or something. Let's just start from the bottom and go down. Oh, that's, that's an ad. What's this? This made me a believer. Oh, it's a piece of fluff. What the fuck is that? It's just a straw. Am I missing something? <laughs> this made me a believer. I don't understand what it is. Oh, it's a piece of thread from a blanket that stood up. Uh, that's not scary at all. Girl in white dress in my house. Bruh, we're in for some scary shit. Look at that. Whoa. 
Mercury movement. That's um you know what I'll 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 have to give it to you. It's honestly not that bad because I mean if it was any clearer it would probably look like an actual just human being, right? That's pretty good. I mean it could just be an actual human, but we don't know. After okay, here we go. We got some audio. I need to make sure the mic is close. After years of hearing weird noises in our house, we captured something eerie on video. That guy's shirt, bro. It's such a white people shirt. What is it? It doesn't need to be this long. Okay, I think I've seen this before. It is a Transformers toy at the back. I'll have to see if we can spot it. There. Oh, did you see that? You see that? Actually pretty freaky, to be completely fair. It's actually pretty scary. It's the Transformer right at the back with the horns. Keep an eye on this. Right here at the back with the horns. Watch. Kaboom. See that shit? That's actually pretty scary. So I'll give you that one, dude. That would have taken me ages to find if I didn't, if I hadn't seen that before. Oh god, that's scary. Oh, never mind. That's just an ad. <clears throat> My experience as a crime scene cleaner. I don't want to know about that, bro. Creepy hands appear in Polaroid. Whoa! That's scary as shit. Because that doesn't even look too human, does that? It's like claws. That's pretty mad. Dude, stop giving me text, bro. I don't I don't get scared by creative writing. Hunt for treasure, solve puzzles. What could this be? Burned a cursed dollhouse and captured this. I don't see nothing. Okay, let's click on this, see if there's anything that I might be missing. Here we go. My wife's evil grandma, who one Christmas gave my wife socks and her older sister a diamond necklace, gave us this dollhouse around the time our daughter was born. Which always had some creepy vibes, to the point that it spent last year and a half on our deck because we couldn't keep it in the house. Last weekend, we decided to get rid of it by burning it, and when the fire really got going, we took this picture. I know you can sometimes see things in fire, but when we saw the demon thing in the picture, we were just hoping it left when the fire died out. 
I can't see. I hope somebody has... Oh, there we go. Okay, someone's just pointed out it's in the top corner here. Apparently, it's... There. I don't see shit. I honestly don't see anything. Which sucks, because I really wanted to see something there. I thought that would have been interesting. Okay, whatever. Nothing. Next, these pictures I took on my mom's phone when I was 14. No, look at that. That's probably just your mom, bro. Honestly, that's just your mom. Photo of my cousin and her son taken after her brother's funeral. They all believe this was a ghost. I mean, bro, they got the kid wearing the Spider-Man shirt to the funeral. Uh, you know what that was? That's probably just cigarette smoke. Everybody's stressed. Somebody died. This looks like the years of people used to smoke in the house. You know what I mean? Face caught while filming a video of my roommate's cat. <sighs> Seems that we're in for a story here. Not safe for work. Trigger warning. Uh, that just looks like Michael Jackson. Not scary. Okay, we're almost done. We're going to go into the ghost one. That looks like the guy. But that's pretty freaky, I think. Anything else? Anything else? Welcome Anything to else? Freddy Welcome to Freddy Factory. Captured this image at the beach. Uh, now that looks like Aurora Borealis or something, Bray. Okay, paranormal sucks. Told you paranormal was gonna be shit. Let's go to ghosts. I don't think you're gonna be able to sleep tonight. You ready? After hearing taps and noises from my kitchen, I take a photo and see this. Ooh, look at that face. I think. Not bad. I don't know if it needs to be the, the biggest of all time, yeah? Come on. Come on. Move, ghost. That's pretty scary. I would be terrified if that happened to me. Okay, I, I really would. I uh, saw this in the upper window of my grandmother's old house. That's the fucking dude from Star Wars. <laughs> That's the guy from Star Wars. It's Liam Neeson's character. That's stupid, dude. I did actually get kind of scared there for a second because I thought it was legitimate, but it's not. Uh, my late father showing up in my second daughter's, daughter's ultrasound. Nah. My cat used to do this to my downstairs bathroom. She died in November and I live alone. That's really spooky. And that makes me miss my cats. I shouldn't kick him out of the room. I don't kick him out. I let him stay. But I wish they were here now. My buddy got an alert on his home security cam. Okay, it was a thing here. Nah, just grandma. Okay, we're looking at... Okay. 
Nothing was stolen. Ooh! Okay, that's pretty freaky. Dude, it's actually making noises. And these things are good, man. I got one. I'm kind of scared now. That that did freak me out. That that absolutely freaked me out. Look at this. Look at this vapor. If that's the word. And the fact the alarm goes off. Oh. Okay, and it's making noises and then the alarm goes off. So it's obviously tricked or tripped something or knocked something over. Okay, that one is um, definitely pretty freaky. How long have I been going? I'm gonna have to carousel this in pretty soon. Alrighty. Ah, uh, not bad. A picture of one of my a picture of my friends took a few years ago during a get together. The person looks like a soldier holding a musket to be seen in the background. Yeah, dude, that's uh that that's a soldier holding a musket. That's pretty scary. Spooky. Uh, I don't know about that. That's just not really scary. Here's the thing. That's pretty, that's pretty nuts. If that's real, that's pretty scary. Ex-girlfriend sent this photo to her family chat to announce she reached the hotel safe and chilling. Brother replies, who's that in the mirror? I've seen this before. This is the scariest photo I've ever seen in my life. I've seen it once. And it terrified the living hell out of me. I never wanted to see it again. I forgot that this is where I saw it. We're going to look at it. Oh, I remember it now. So she sent her family a message saying, hey, I'm home safe. And somebody goes, good. Who's that in the mirror? Oh, I just got goosebumps. Oh. Fuck. Ugh. That shit really, really, I don't, I don't like that. That really does spook me. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for me to depart. I want to thank you all for spending your evening or your day with me. I wanted to just give you a little bit of a... A spooky, festive, fun time on this beautiful Halloween. And I'm very excited for next year's Halloween episode. We'll see where we're at at that point, huh? Who knows? Things could be exactly the same. or Things could be wildly different. But all I know is I'm going to be here with you until the very end. Happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Take care of yourselves and take care of your friends and take care of your loved ones. Until next week.
My name is Daniel Danielson. Peace out.